Welcome to Story Story Night, where you hear true stories on a theme, recorded live on stage and without notes. I'm your host, Jessica Holmes. To introduce our featured storyteller, I bring you back to the March 2012 show. Welcome to Story Story Night, where you hear true stories on a theme told live on stage with featured storytellers followed by an open story slam. Tonight's theme, just in time for the Ides of March, we bring you Betrayed, stories of Et Tu Brute. So yeah, our subhead is Latin. (laughs) It means, and you Brutus. Um, It's a Shakespeare story, but it's also a historical story. Basically, if you know the story, what happens is Caesar and Brutus get together. They think they're friends. But then um, Brutus comes from behind and stabs Caesar in the back 43 times, and then he dies. (laughs) Um, It's it's a, betrayal is a pretty classic story. Uh, Think Othello and Iago, uh, Jesus and Judas. Um, it's also something very present day too. Look, look outside. You can think of the weather. Primary season politicians, <laughs> fie, fie, all of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the real reason we bring you betrayed tonight is that moment of revelation when two former friends, now frenemies, lock eyes and horns, and all the cards fall down. So we are excited to start tonight with our first featured storyteller, and his name is Aaron Patterson. They call me the icebreaker, so I guess they put me up front. All right. So this happened a long time ago when I was floating in my mother's womb. Wait, no, no, we won't go that that far back. Um, So I had, as probably... I was 16, um, met this guy, not like that, but we were, <laughs> we were cool. So we became friends and started doing everything together. His name is Rick. And uh, we, you know, hiked together, and then we ended up going to college, and I bought a house, and he was one of my roommates, so I roomed with him for a year, and that almost broke up the friendship, but we still made it. And then uh, he met a girl and ended up getting married. And about a year later, I met somebody and got married as well, so we're both like, all right, we both got our women, we can hang out and do things, you know, married people do, so, you know, we play games and watch TV, so, um, <laughs> we, so, uh, then, of course, there comes the kids, and ends up pretty soon, we got three kids, and this goes on, and, you know, we're literally three to four days a week, we hang out, we, you know, everybody plays games, um, Every 4th of July, we'll go to the 4th of July parade and try to catch people bending over and get a good crack pick. It's like a, it's a tradition. You should pick it up. It's awesome. Um, and then we'd cut Christmas trees together. I mean, we did pretty much everything together, and the kids played together and the whole thing. So um, in November of 09, uh, 010, um, <laughs> Featured storyteller. Um, uh, I, uh, my wife, uh, Carissa, went up to Montana to see her folks. I was working up there uh, for about a year doing construction, and um, she brought the kids, so we have three kids, and then she also had a friend go with her um, to kind of go up with the drive. And, you know, it's November, it's crappy weather, and going to Montana, you never know. 
Um, so they're going up, uh, went up, did their thing, and I came back um, here in town. I had some work to do, and they were going to come down the next day. And they have a, we have an SUV. We had a Yukon, and um, you know it's the whole thing, drive safe. So started driving down, and I get this call at like 10 in the morning from this cop, this police officer. And she's like, yeah, your you know, family was in an accident. They hit some ice, and they rolled the vehicle. And so I'm just like, okay, like, <laughs> any more info? And it was just very vague. And they're like, well, there's no cell service up there. It was in between Kuski and Lolo on, like, 78 miles of just windy road. And they said, as soon as we know, we'll let you know. All we know is they said to get a vehicle and come up and come up here. So it's six hours away. So I'm freaking out, and I have my little Honda Accord, and there's no way everybody's going to fit. And so I call, um, who would I call? Anybody? Eh? Rick. Yes, Rick. Very involved. All right. So I call Rick, and I just had no clue. I'm just like, they have, you know, their crappy car like we did, and then they had their cool SUV, but they didn't drive their SUV because gas is too expensive. And so so I'm like, perfect. So I call them up and go, hey, you know, here's what happened in their accident. I have no idea what's going on. All I know is, you know, it's bad. I got to get all these people and get up. And he's like, well, and he's just hemming and hawing. And I'm like, this should be like, here's the keys, you know. And he hems and hawing more. And he's like, he works at an insurance company. And he's like, well, you're not on my plan. And I'm like, dude, I'll pay you back. If I break something, I'll pay you back. And um, so he goes, well, see if you can get a rental. So I'm getting pissed, and I'm calling around and calling rental agencies, and of course, no one has SUV. I call um, the friend that actually drove with um, everybody, their parents, and they didn't have anything big enough, and so we're, all, all these people are frantically, like, trying to find a vehicle. Meanwhile, you know, for all I know, you know, somebody's dead up in the woods, and so I'm just trying to get up there, and um, he's like, well, call me back if you can't find anything, so I call him back, and same thing, like, well, I checked, and you're, you know, I can't get you on fast enough, and, you know, I just really feel uncomfortable, and blah, 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 and I'm just, I'm still not being able to process this, because I'm just, like, I don't get it, I'm, like, you know, you know, I had a good job, I made decent money, I'm, like, I could buy the vehicle if we broke it, like, it's not, it can't be about the money, so I'm just, like, I didn't know what to do, and um, a couple hours later, I finally get a call from Carissa, and she's, you know, she's like freaking out, and <laughs> she's like, well, just, why aren't you up driving up? Didn't you call Rick and Melissa? And I'm like, yeah, they won't give us their vehicle. And she's like, what? And she starts bawling, and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And um, she's, so she's like, call her neighbor. And her neighbor had this brand new SUV, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I called her up and didn't even hesitate. She's like, wait, wait, let me get it cleaned out first. And I'm like, no, I'm like, <laughs> just, and she was all worried about how it looked and she wanted to like fill it up with gas and just, I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> you don't even know me and here you go. So end up driving up there, um, went, went smoothly. Um, the one, they rolled, hit black ice and rolled it and no one was hurt. The, the one girl did hit her head so they had to bring her to the hospital. Well, during that stretch, there's, like I said, there's no cell service. Um, the normal ambulance would take an hour and a half to get there. And so this old couple took training and actually bought an ambulance and are the ambulance drivers in that stretch. So they pick up everyone. And so they're like, have my kids and they're like keeping them warm in the 
truck and entertaining them and like all this stuff. And then they're like, no, 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 you stay the night, you know, because the thing was totaled. And um, they gave him the baths and like entertained us and like we got to sleep in. And I was just like, <laughs> okay, let's roll this sucker more often. Um, and uh, ends up where we became like really good friends. Like they're kind of like our grandparents now. And we see them all the time. And every time we go up through that area, we'll stop and say hi and stuff. And so, um, and again, this is just, is, is like this, it's like a mirror where on one side you have, you know, the person you're supposed to count on. And on the other side, it's all these strangers who have no idea who we are. And they're just like, you know, helping us out. And so then we end up, um, he told us about his son who lives here in Boise and owns an auto repair place and turns out to be one of the best mechanics and like actually fair. (laughs) Um, And we're like, you know, so now we have this mechanic who, if you guys are all alive, you know, that's like gold. So don't ask me who he is because he's mine. Um, (laughs) And he's really cheap. (laughs) So, um, so we get this and I mean, all this stuff. And again, I'm just shaking my head and we couldn't figure it out. And, um, then when we bought the SUV, it was at the height of gas prices. So we got a really good deal, and we, the, it was totaled, so the insurance company appraised it, and we got, like, all this extra money beyond what we paid for it. And um, so ends up that same weekend when I came down, I got laid off. So, you know, th- the cosmos are aligning. So <laughs> I get laid off. This happens. Then the money is enough to last us, like, two months for my income, and we got a newer vehicle. So I'm like, so over the past um, next few months, I'm trying to work it out. Like, we're kind of in shock, and then we're, you know, angry, and all these emotions of, like, why are they doing this? And, um, you know, I'm like, you, you missed out on all these wonderful things of how you could have been a part of this. And um, to this day, I, I think I've talked to him, like, three times since then. And it was... I still don't really know why, but it was kind of the out. So whatever was going on on their end, this was like their out, which is kind of a crappy way of, you know, I'd much prefer a coffee date. (laughs) Dude, you suck. You know, (laughs) that would have been a little easier to take. So I guess um, the whole, if there is a moral is, you know, friendship doesn't mean length of time. You know, it's an investment. So two parties have, you know, they put something in, and if one side isn't willing to do that, then whether you've known them for 10 minutes or 20 years, you know, it may not be something that is worth, you know, maintaining. And I've met some really cool people in, you know, the last year that I consider really good friends, and, you know, we don't have that history, but, you know, when there's a pinch, like, your neighbor could be your friend. You're the ambulance driver up in Kuski. <laughs> so you never know. Anyway, that's it. Thanks, Aaron. Remember to get your story on today, April 16th, and the third Monday of every month, at the Story Story Studio, held right next to the Rose Room in the Union Block Executive Center at 720 West Idaho Street. Just step upstairs and our trusted story guides will help get your story ready for the big time. Now up, story slammer Wyatt Brown gets taken for a ride. I want to start off by saying I hope you all have been enjoying the evening, especially the bar, because that'll make me sound a lot funnier. 
Um, so I want to start off, the story is a story of me being betrayed um, a lot like you guys, and you guys did a great job, thank you. Um, so it's about me and my brother, and I have an older brother, he's about three years older than me, and uh, we're pretty much polar opposites, me and him. Uh, we don't get along, sometimes other times we gel in kind of a weird opposites attract way, brotherly love, I don't know, maybe some of you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, um, so we had this thing going on, and, and this is a while ago, this was maybe, um, I want to say 10, 9 years ago, I was probably 8 years old, and um, okay, so we're, so we're upstairs, we have a two-story house, and we're hanging out, we're really bored, we don't know what to do, and so we think, and we're, we're looking around, and we're trying to see what we have on our hands, and we have these laundry hampers, and these laundry hampers are, you know, this tall, you know, maybe... They're a good size, and I'm a really small, I'm still kind of small, I'm a li little bit taller now, but I was, uh, I was really, really small. I weighed probably 95 pounds, and my brother says, hey, climb in it, and I'll push you around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, I mean, I, I'm always down with that. I mean, it's like, I, I've always wanted to climb into this thing, and I just didn't have a way to make it interesting. Push me around. Okay. Yeah, okay, so this was... This, this was going to be fun. I'd never, I'd never been on a roller coaster, so I was like, good experience. And so uh, I, I, I climb in, and I fit nice and good. He's like, okay, let's go. And he starts pushing me around upstairs, and we're going around through the rooms and, and, and having a good time, and I'm enjoying myself. And he pushes me up, and I see the railing, and, and I, I peek up over the edge of the laundry hamper, and I am at the top of the stairs. There's tile floor at the bottom of the stairs. Anyways, um, anyways, and I'm sitting there, and, I'm, and I turn my head, and I look at him. And I'm like, what are you doing, Will? What are you? <laughs> he says, he just smiles at me. Just... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, come on. I, I, I'm, I know he's joking. He, he has to be joking. He, he's my brother. He loves me. He, he's, just met, he's just getting in my head. It's... A, Psyops. Okay, okay, well, uh, just turn it around, and let's go back into the other room, and you can continue pushing me around, and we can have a good time. <laughs> Will, what are you doing? Okay, okay, I'm going to get out now. And so I start trying to climb out, and, and he just... He was a Y. He could go one way or the other, and he shoved me off the end of the stairs, and I start tumbling inside a blue laundry hamper down the stairs, and I have no idea what's going on. Everything's blurry. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember it. It was just, it was hectic and chaotic, and I just remember hearing thud, and, and I hit the bottom, and I was bawling. I was crying. I, I, I couldn't believe what had just happened, and and I, I, I get the laundry hamper off the top of me because it was still over top of me, and my mom rushes in, and I look at the stairs to see my brother, and, and I just, no! <laughs> He's just at the top of the stairs laughing his head off, this, this evil, evil laugh. And I was like, I knew that we weren't the same. I didn't know that you also could not feel compassion. I, I, I don't understand. And, and, and he, he was just there laughing, and I never got, I never got an apology out of him. I, I, I had my knee split open bleeding from the tile, and, and <laughs> it sounds really horrible. It was actually really funny. Um, anyways, and so, yeah, and I, granted, granted, yes, that was a tragic, it's probably formed, you know, at least half of my experiences uh, of my life have come from that moment.
Um, but I've, got, I've gotten him back. I can say that if I can, if I can take one thing from it uh, to get a moral of the story, if you will, um, even when you think that someone has, you know, the best intentions and, you know, your best uh, feelings in mind, if they're family, they might not. <laughs> mm. Thank, you. Thank you for listening. Story Story Night is brought to you by our story party, Jessica Holmes, that's me, Anna Dimitriadis, Kylie Krill, and Zach Borman, as well as studio guides, Elizabeth McKetta and Kate Riley. Theme song music and podcast production are by the beguiling Dan Costello. Hear more at hearcostello.com. Our partners include Boise State Public Radio and Neighborhood All-Stars. Join us on the podcast next week for a preview taste of Awkward. Starting next week, you can hear the Story Story Night podcast on storystorynight.com.